to light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. November the 22nd, 1963, at 12.30 Central Standard Time, a day that will live in infamy in American history. This is Cummings is Culture, and this is Finding Kennedy, Part 1. The conspiracies. Are you ready? Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Finding Kennedy, part one of the Cummings is Culture series. four-part series of Finding Kennedy. The look inside to the most conspiracy-laden family in American history. What happened November the 22nd, 1963? President John F. Kennedy was shot and assassinated. But was it a conspiracy? The conspiracies that lay around the Kennedy family are sometimes very, very hard to believe. And they're very difficult to believe. We're going to jump into some of these conspiracies today about the assassination of our president, John F. Kennedy. John Fitzgerald Kennedy. We'll do the backstory on him. We'll read his bio. We'll lead it all the way up to the day of the assassination. And then we'll cover the conspiracies surrounding the assassination itself. Are you ready? I knew you was. I knew you were ready for this. I knew you were ready for this because I have been ready for this for so long. This is it. This is Cummings' culture. And this is Finding Kennedy, part one. John Fitzgerald Kennedy, the 35th President of the United States, was assassinated on Friday, November the 22nd, 1963, at 12.30 p.m. Central Standard Time in Dallas, Texas, while riding in a presidential motorcade through Dealey Plaza. Kennedy was riding with his wife, Jacqueline Kennedy, the First Lady of the United States, Texas Governor John Connolly, and Connolly's wife, Nellie Connolly, when he was fatally shot by the Warren Commission's 
report of he was shot by former U.S. Marine Lee Harvey Oswald firing in an ambush from a nearby building. Governor Connolly was seriously wounded in the attack. The motorcade was rushed to Parkland Memorial Hospital where Kennedy was pronounced dead about 30 minutes after the shooting. Oswald was arrested by the Dallas police 70 minutes after the shooting. He was charged under Texas state law with the murder of Kennedy as well as well as the murder of Dallas police officer J.D. Tippett. Now, what's the backstory on the Kennedy? Who was John F. Kennedy? Who, who was the Kennedys? Who was John Fitzgerald Kennedy? Well, that's exactly what we're going to dive into here. John Fitzgerald Kennedy was born May 29th, 1917. He was always referred to as JFK as what I'll probably refer to him a lot in this series. Um, Kennedy served at the height of the Cold War and the majority of his work as president concerned relations with the Soviet Union and Cuba. A Democrat, Kennedy represented Massachusetts in the United States House of Representatives, House of Representatives and Senate prior to becoming the president. Kennedy was John F. Kennedy was born into a wealthy political family in Brookline, Massachusetts. He graduated from Harvard University in 1940 before joining the U.S. Naval Reserve the following year. During World War II, he commanded a series of PT boats in the Pacific Theater and earned the Navy and Marine Corps Medal for his service. After a brief, brief very brief stint in journalism, Kennedy represented a working-class Boston district and the United States House of Representatives from 1947 until 1953. He was elected to the United States Senate and served as the junior senator from Massachusetts from 1953 to 1960. While he was in the Senate, he published his book, Profiles and Courage, which won a Pulitzer Prize. In the 1960 presidential election, he narrowly defeated Republican opponent Richard Nixon, who was the incumbent vice president. John F. Kennedy was the first Catholic elected president of the United States. John F. Kennedy's personal life, of course, we've already said that he was born May 29th of 1917. Um, he died November the 22nd, 1963 at age 46 in Dallas, Texas. His cause of death was an assassination, a gunshot wound to the head. His resting place is Arlington National Cemetery. He was married to Jacqueline Lee Bouvier, or Bou Bouvier, sorry, 
Um, they were married in 1953. They had four children, Arabella Kennedy, Caroline Kennedy, John F. Kennedy Jr., and Patrick Kennedy. His parents were Joseph P. Kennedy Sr. and Rose Fitzgerald. Hence the name John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Now, to give you a little more backstory about John F. Kennedy. Um, John F. Kennedy was considered by many to be the greatest president of their lifetimes at the time. Um, Kennedy, Kennedy had high tensions with communist states in the Cold War. He increased the number of American military advisors in South Vietnam. Um, he pretty much spearheaded uh, the strategic, the strategic Hamlet program that began in Vietnam during his presidency in April, 1961, he authorized an attempt to overthrow the Cuban government of Fidel Castro and the failed Bay of Pigs invasion. Kennedy authorized the Cuban project in November of 1961. Kennedy also rejected Operation Northwoods, plans for false flag attacks to gain approval for a war against Cuba. Now, that's very important to, that is going to play into what we're going to talk about here in just a little bit. Now, Operation Northwoods was a false flag attacks in the United States. Well, what it was pretty much going to be was domestic terrorism that the Central Intelligence Agency was going to commit acts of terrorism against our own people to force us into a war with Cuba. However, his, his administration planned for an invasion of Cuba, Cuba in the summer of 1962. U.S. spy planes discovered Soviet missile bases had, had been deployed in Cuba. The resulting period of tensions were called the Cuban Missile Crisis. Um, that nearly, it, it really did, it really almost resulted in thermonuclear war. Um, he signed the first nuclear weapons treaty in October of 1963. He presided over the establishment of the Peace Corps, the Alliance for Progress within Latin America, and the continuation of the Apollo space program with the goal of landing man on the moon. He also supported the African-American Civil Rights Movement, but he was somewhat successful in passing his new frontier domestic policies. After Kennedy's death, Congress enacted many of his proposals, including the Civil Rights Act, the Revenue Act of 1964, 
Kennedy still ranks high in polls of U.S. presidents with historians and the general public. His personal life has also been the focus of considerable sustained interest following public revelations in the 1970s of his chronic health ailments and extramarital affairs. Now, what about his assassination? That's what you're here for, right? You're here for the assassination of John F. Kennedy. That's what you're here to know about. Well, for those of you who don't know, who have been living under the rock for the past 60 years, who have been living under a rock for the past 57 years, President John F. Kennedy was assassinated by gunshot while traveling in a motorcade in an open-top limousine in Dallas, Texas at 12.30 Central Standard Time on, no on Friday, November 22, 1963. He was shot in something called Dealey Plaza by what the Warren Commission said was a lone gunman by the name of Lee Harvey Oswald at the Texas School Book Depository in Dallas, Texas. Um, since Kennedy's assassination, there have been several conspiracies about who killed Kennedy and public opinion has been pretty much overwhelming that overwhelmingly that the government or some type of agency, some type of government agency or a foreign agency or a foreign government was involved in the killing of John F. Kennedy. Now, <clears throat> they say that now what, what caused the conspiracy that what caused the whole detail of a conspiracy about the death of John F. Kennedy? Well, the man that who supposedly acted alone, Lee Harvey Oswald, was pretty much a nobody. And sure, we're going to talk about the gun being a bit, uh, pretty much. Yeah, I think it was a seven six two miles or what it it was originally called, and now they. You know, a few days later, they said it was a Carcano rifle. Um, now, what what else caused the conspiracy of JFK? Well, there was a lot of misleading and a lot of a lot of different information that was hitting the American public because this hadn't happened since Lincoln, since President Lincoln and. The guy who shot Lincoln, John Wilkes Booth, was there in the theater, and everybody saw him. And he, you know, he 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 admitted he shot Lincoln. But this guy who shot Kennedy, well, this was a little different. This was a lot different. Oswald was shot dead by Jack Ruby. Now Jack Ru Jack Ruby was believed to have mafia ties. 
And he was a nightclub owner, which pretty much confirms that he did have some type of ties to the mob. Now, Jack Ruby shot Lee Harvey Oswald while Lee Harvey Oswald was being transported from the Dallas City Jail to the county jail. And you think, well, how in the world did he get a gun in there? Well, it was 1963. Um... But after Oswald was shot by uh, shot and killed by Jack Ruby, FBI Director Jagger Hoover wrote a memo stating that the Dallas police would not have had enough evidence against Oswald without the FBI's information. And Jagger Hoover also went on to write, the thing I am concerned about, and so is Deputy Attorney General Mr. Katzenbach, is having something issued so we can convince the public that Oswald is the real assassin. Top government and intelligence officials were also finding that according to CIA intercepts, someone had impersonated Oswald and phone calls and visits made to the Soviet and Cuban embassies in Mexico City several weeks before the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Um, the CIA kept this secret for 40 years. Um, a CIA career agency officer and good pastor admitted in sworn testimony that she had dis disseminated the tapes of these phone calls herself. She had earlier denied to congressional investigators in 1970 that she had any knowledge of recordings of of Oswald's phone calls. On November the 23rd, 1963, J. Edgar Hoover, who was the FBI director at the time, he gave his preliminary analysis of the assassination and said the following. The Central Intelligence Agency advised that on October the 1st, 1963, an extremely sensitive source had reported that an individual identifying himself as Lee Oswald contacted the Soviet embassy in Mexico City inquiring as to any messages. Special agents of this bureau who have conversed with Oswald in Dallas, Texas, have observed photographs of the individual referred to above and have listened to a recording of his voice. These special agents are of the opinion that the referred to individual was not Lee Harvey Oswald. So who went to the embassy, who went to the Soviet and Cuban embassies in Mexico City in 1963? Posing as this nobody known as Lee Harvey Oswald. The same day that J. Edgar Hoover wrote down his preliminary analysis of the assassination. Hoover had a conversation with President now now President Johnson. President Johnson says and I quote, have you established any more about the visit to the Soviet embassy in Mexico in September? Hoover responded to President Johnson, and I quote, no, there's one angle that's very confusing for this reason. 
we have up here the tapes and the photograph of the man at the Soviet embassy using Oswald's name. That picture and the tape do not correspond to the man's voice nor to his appearance. In other words, it appears that there was a second person who was at the Soviet embassy. Now, that obviously worried President Johnson because he was so adamant on the American public receiving the truth. I wish he would have done that in the Gulf of Tonka incident, but that's another story for another day. Um, since he had this information of someone impersonating Lee Harvey Oswald, Johnson got all scared and concerned that the public might believe that Nikita Khrushchev, who was the Soviet leader at the time, or Fidel Castro, the Cuban leader at the time, he was worried that they would be implicated in the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. And Johnson said, and I quote, that this may lead to a war that might kill that could kill 40 million Americans in an hour. Johnson then went to Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, Oral Warren, and Senator Richard Russell, asking them to serve America by joining the commission. Johnson had established to investigate the assassination, which would later become famously or infamously known as the Warren Commission. Now, they said that um, speculation about Oswald's motivation ought to be cut off and we should have some basis for rebutting the thought that this was a communist conspiracy. Or as the Iron Curtain Press is saying, a right-wing conspiracy to blame it on the communist. The public must be satisfied that Oswald was the assassin, but he did not have any have Confederates who are still at large and that the evidence was such that he would have been convicted at trial. Four days after Katzenbach's memo, Johnson formed the Warren Commission with Earl Warren as the chairman and Senator Richard Russell as a member. There are tons of people that say that there were inconsistencies in the Warren Commission and the Warren Report that later come out and gave their findings that President Kennedy and Oswald act, uh, President Kennedy was assassinated by a lone gun, gunman named Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, Now, there was a man named in 1966, Roscoe Drummond. Now, Roscoe Drummond was a skeptic about a cover up and his syndicate column. 
saying if there was a conspiracy to cover up the truth about the assassination, it would have it would have to involve the chief justice, the Republican, Democratic, and non-party members of the commission, the FBI, the CIA, the Secret Service, the distinguished doctors of the armed forces, and the White House. A conspiracy so multiple and complex that it would have fallen on its own fallen of its own weight. Now, something else that has been discussed um, is that there was a woman named Dorothy Kilgallen. Kilgallen was publicly skeptical of the official version of the assassination of President Kennedy and Jack Ruby's shooting of Lee Harvey Oswald. In 1964 and 1965, she wrote several newspaper articles on the subject. In February 1964, her employer, the New York City newspaper Journal American, published an article she wrote about a conversation she had with Jack Ruby was when he was at his defense table during a recess in the murder trial. She said that she had a second conversation in a private room in the Dallas County Courthouse in Dallas, Texas. And that has been disputed. And if they did, she never wrote about it for publication. In her last article about the Kennedy's assassination on September the 3rd, 1965, she said, this story isn't going to die as long as there's a real reporter alive, and there are a lot of them. Well, not in 2020. On November the 8th, 1965, Kilgallen was found dead in her Manhattan townhouse. Her death was determined to have been caused by a fatal combination of alcohol and barbiturates. Ogilosi referred to Kilgallen's death, 1965 death, as perhaps the most prominent, mysterious death. Now, what this means is these are witnesses to the murder of President Kennedy and even reporters, all the way down to the reporters, um, who mysteriously died now we've heard of that before it's like jeffrey epstein in modern day if we would have told you that there was a, a an island full of pedophiles who were the rich and the elite who were molesting children on a private island you would have called everybody crazy but you know it's 2020 and we found out that every 2019 we found out that every bit of that was true and that even ex-presidents flew on the jet known as the Lolita Express and Jeffrey Epstein to this day still did not kill himself. Um, but that I digress. Um, 
another another author named Jerome Croft says that mafia figures Sam Giacana, John Roselli, Carlos Prio, Jimmy Hoffa, Charles Nicoletti, Leo Mocheri, Richard Kane, Salvatore Granello, and Dave Yaris were likely murdered to prevent them from revealing their knowledge. And according to an author, Matthew Smith, Others with some ties to the case who have died suspicious death include Lee Bowers, Gary Underhill, William Sullivan, David Ferry, Clay Shaw, George De Moret, whatever, and four showgirls who worked for Jack Ruby and Ruby himself. The House Select Committee on Assassinations investigated Another mysterious death, that of Rose Cheremy. The committee reported that Louisiana State Police Lieutenant Francis Fruge traveled to Eunice, Louisiana on November the 20th, 1963, two days before the assassination, to pick her up, who had sustained minor injuries when she was hit by a car. The police lieutenant drove her to the hospital and said that on the way there, she told to him that she was coming from Florida to Dallas with two men who were Italians or resembled Italians. He asked her what they planned to do in Dallas to which she replied, number one, pick up some money, pick up my baby and kill Kennedy. She was treated at state hospital in Jackson, Louisiana for alcohol and heroin addiction. State hospital physician Dr. Victor Weiss later told a House Select Committee investigator that on November the 25th, 1963, three days after the assassination of President Kennedy, one of his fellow state physicians told him that Jeremy had stated before the assassination that President Kennedy was going to be killed. Dr. Weiss further reported that Jeremy told him after the assassination that she had worked for Jack Ruby and that her knowledge of the assassination originated from the world and from the word and the underworld after the assassination lieutenant lieutenant fruge contacted police dallas police captain will fritz regarding what he had learned from jeremy but fritz told him he wasn't interested jeremy was found dead by a high by a highway near big sandy texas on september the 4th 1965 she had been run over by a car another suspicious death cited by Jim Mars was that of Joseph Miltier, director of Dixie clan of Georgia. Miltier was secretly tape recorded 13 days before the assassination, telling Miami police informant William Somerset that the murder of Kennedy was in the working. Miltier died in 1974 when a heater exploded in his house. The house select committee on assassinations reported that in 1979, that Miller's information on the threat to the president was furnished to the agents making the advanced arrangement before the visit of the president to Miami, but that Miltier, the material, here we go, the material threat was ignored by the Secret Service personnel in planning the trip to Dallas. 
the special agent in charge of the Secret Service Protective Research Section testified that the threat information was transmitted from one region of the country to another. If there was specific evidence, it was re relevant to receiving the region. To the receiving region. Author Jared Postner said that Mars list was taken from the group of about 10,000 people connected, even in the most tenuous way to the assassination, including people identified in the official investigations, as well as the research of conspiracy theorists. Posner also said that it would be surprising if a hundred people out of 10,000 did not die in unnatural ways. He noted that, e that over half of the people on Mars list did not die mysteriously, but of natural causes, such as Secret Service agent Roy Kellerman, who died of heart failure at the age of 69 in 1984, long after the Kennedy assassination, but is on Mars list as someone whose cause of death is on unknown. Posner also pointed out that many prominent witnesses and conspiracy researchers continue to live long lives. Some researchers believe that believe in the JFK assassination conspiracy also believe that evidence against Oswald was either planted, forged, or tampered with. Um, some people talk about ignored testimony. Um, some assassination researchers assert that witness statements indicating a conspiracy were ignored by the Warren Commission. Josiah Thompson stated that the commission ignored the testimony of seven eyewitnesses who said they saw smoke in the vicinity of the grassy knoll at the time of the assassination, as well as an eighth witness who said he smelled gunpowder. Jim Mars wrote that the commission did not seek the testimony of eyewitnesses on the triple underpass whose statements pointed to a shooter on the grassy knoll. Uh, there was also talks of confiscated film and photographs. Uh, researchers also reported that witnesses who captured the assassination um, or had film in their cameras confiscated by police or authorities. Jim Mars also said and documenter and documentary producer Nigel Turner both presented the account of Gordon Arnold, who said that his film of the motorcade was taken by two policemen shortly after the assassination. Another witness identified as Beverly, Beverly Oliver came forward in 1970. She was the babuska lady who is seen in the Zapruder film filming the motorcade. She also said that after the assassination, she was contacted at work by two men who she thought were either FBI or secret service agents According to Oliver, the men told her that they wanted to develop her film and return it to her with 10 days, but they never did so. And there's it goes on to talk about withheld documents, tampering with evidence, including photographs, the Zapruder film, and Kennedy's body, um, fabrication of evidence, um, allegations of multiple gunmen, the number of shots, the origin of the shots, the testimony of eyewitnesses, the physical evidence, the film and photographic evidence, uh, the acoustical evidence, which was disproven in 1999, I believe, uh, medical evidence, um, 
Now, if you want to talk about a real conspiracy, the um, the the sheriff of Dallas County at the time, and I believe it was also a deputy, they both said that the gun was a Mauser, and the sheriff, I believe, also stated that the that the gun had Mauser stamped on the barrel. But later on. The government says that the actual gun used to assassinate President Kennedy was a Carcano rifle. Now, see, when things like that happen, When things like that happen, when the the sheriff says it was a Mauser and the government says, oh, no, it wasn't a Mauser. It was a Carcano rifle. That creates conspiracies in of itself. Now, the unidentified witnesses to the Kennedy assassination um, were the Umbrella Man. Uh, the Umbrella Man was one of the closest bystanders to the president um, when he was first struck by a bullet. Um, the Dark Complected Man, an unidentified individual who is referred to by some conspiracy theorists as the Dark Complected Man can be seen in several photographs taken Seconds after the assassination, sitting on the sidewalk next to the Umbrella Man on the north side of Elm Street. Um, Louis Stephen Witt, who identified himself as the Umbrella Man, said he was unable to identify the other individual whose dark complexion has led some conspiracy theorists to speculate that the Cuban government was involved or the Cuban exile someone who was in exile from Cuba was involved. The badge man and the black dog man, a guy holding a black dog, I guess. But the actual conspiracies of who killed JFK. Okay, of course we're not going to read or we're not going to get into or read every single one of these cons conspiracies, but um, I'll give you some of these. The New Orleans conspiracy is... Um, it, it came about through Oswald's activities in New Orleans in the spring and summer of 1963. Um, New Orleans attorney in on uh, November 25th, 1963, New Orleans attorney Dean Andrews told the FBI that he received a telephone call from a man named Clay Bertrand on the day of the assassination asking him to defend Walsh, uh, Oswald. Um, Andrews would later repeat this claim in testimony to the Warren Commission. Uh, <clears throat> also in 1963, an employee of New Orleans private investigator uh, private investigator Guy Bannister named Jack Martin began making accusations that fellow Bannister employee David Ferry was involved in the JFK assassination. He told police uh, 
Ferry was supposed to have been the getaway <clears throat> pilot in the assassination. He said that Ferry had outlined plans to kill Kennedy and that Ferry might have taught might have taught Oswald how to use a rifle with a scope. Um he said that he and he said that Ferry had known Oswald from their days in the New Orleans Civil Air Air Civil Air Patrol and that he had seen a photograph at Ferry's home of Oswald and a Civil Air Patrol group. Ferry denied any association with Oswald, which that's not true because the actual photograph is out there. Now, here is another plausible, very plausible um, conspiracy. It's the CIA conspiracy, which is probably the most known conspiracy um, that is out there. And I'm pretty, pretty much everybody knows the CIA conspiracy, uh, the shadow government conspiracy, one that the conspiracy that says that there was a secret government that's where the deep state had Kennedy killed is pretty much what this is saying. The military industrial complex. Um, that, that's another, that's another one. Here's one. I do not believe the secret service conspiracy. I just don't believe that one. Uh, the Cuban exiles, I don't believe that that one is true. The organized crime, it's a maybe, but I just don't see organized crime being able to pull off a hit on a president like that, which, you know, is possible, though, 1963. And a lot of people have claimed um, responsibility for the assassination of Kennedy, shockingly. You believe that? Um here is another one, the Lyndon B. Johnson conspiracy, which this one kind of makes sense if you're going to make a conspiracy about something because Johnson had the most to gain by Kennedy dying. Um, now, I'm going to give you something that this may shock a little bit of people, the people that aren't into the whole conspiracy deal. Um. JFK was considering dropping Johnson from the ticket in 64. In 1968, Kennedy's secretary, Evelyn Lincoln, and there's a whole thing about that, that Kennedy's secretary's last name was Lincoln and Lincoln's secretary was last name was Kennedy. But she put in her book, and this is her quote from her book, she said this conversation took place on November the 19th, 1963, three days before the assassination of Kennedy. And she says she recorded it that evening in her diary, and here is that quote. As far as Mr. Kennedy sat in the rocker in my office, his head resting on its back, he placed his left leg across his right knee. He rocked slightly as he talked in a slow, pensive voice. He said to me, you know, if I am reelected in 64, I'm going to spend more and more time toward making government service an honorable career. I would like to tailor the executive and legislative branches of government so that they can keep up with the tremendous strides and progress being made in other fields. I am going to advocate changing some of the outmoded rules and regulations in the Congress such as seniority rule, 
to do this, I will need as a running mate in 64, a man who believes as I do. Mrs. Lincoln went on to write, I was fascinated by this conversation and wrote it down verbatim in my diary. Now I asked, who is your choice as running mate? Mrs. Lincoln responded to the president here. He looked straight ahead and without hesitating, he replied, at this time, I'm thinking about Governor Sanford of North Carolina, but it will not be Lyndon. Now, there is a George H.W. Bush conspiracy. And how that goes about was on November 29, 1963, one week after the assassination, an employee of the FBI wrote in a memo that Mr. George Bush of the Central Intelligence Agency was given a briefing on the re reaction to the assassination by Cuban exiles living in Miami. Some have alleged that George Bush in this memo is the future president, George H.W. Bush, who was appointed head of the CIA by Gerald Ford in 1976, 13 years after the assassination. During his 1990, 1988 campaign, that memo resurfaced, resurfaced, prompting the CIA to claim that the memo was referring to an employee named George William Bush. But there's a problem there. George William Bush said, no, nope, you're lying. And he declared under oath, I am not George Bush of the CIA, of the Central Intelligence Agency, referred to in the memorandum. Huh. Well, that's shocking, right? The Cuban government conspiracy that Fidel Castro had Kennedy assassinated because Kennedy was trying to kill him. And the Soviet gov government conspiracy, the Federal Reserve conspiracy, and let me tell you why the Federal Reserve conspiracy is a thing. Now, if you know anything about your Federal Reserve, you know that your Federal Reserve, there's nothing federal about it. It's a private-owned bank that sells you worthless fiat currency. And um, Kennedy had Executive Order 111 zero it was an effort by president kennedy to take power away from the federal reserve and give it back to the department of treasury by trying to replace federal reserve notes with silver certificates now there's also an Israeli government conspiracy that Zionists were trying to kill President Kennedy. And, okay, well, I know some of you sitting there thinking, well, you've gave me a lot of information right now. And sure, we've went, on, we went down the rabbit hole. We've went down way too far, right? Well, you want me to answer the question? Who killed him? Who killed Kennedy? You want to know who I believe killed Kennedy? Who killed John F. Kennedy? 
I'm going to tell you in just a second. Well, what I'm going to need you to do is I'm going to need you to go download DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo is a great app. If you can get it on the Apple, you can get it on the Apple App Store. You can get it on the Android App Store, Google Play Store, whatever. And you can download it, and it's good for security. It keeps people from tracking you. Hey, it's a great app. Go download it now. And you know why? Because we're not controversial. We're just culture. But you want me to answer the question, right? Who killed Kennedy? Well, I'll tell you this much. I know who killed Kennedy. I think. Everybody does. Everybody thinks they know who killed Kennedy. Uh, you want to know who it was? It